It is October. That means it's spooky season. So what better time to talk about Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, which is, I know, are both personal favorites as far as films go, as far as this podcast. So my question for you guys is, any character, ghost, uh, human, Janine, whatever, from either one of those movies, who is your favorite? Go. We're a wrestling podcast, so I'm picking a tag team. None other than the Scolari Brothers. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> it's an excellent answer. What do you got, Mikey? You know, I, I had to narrow it down to three. You're lucky you didn't get 20. Yeah. <laughs> oh, surprise, surprise. Um, so, obviously, I had to go with Rick Moranis, Lewis <laughs> Tully. Yes. So that's Iconic. that's my number one guy. You've dressed as him for uh, Halloween before, correct? I yeah. have. Pulled and my it off wife well. was uh, Zool, the, yes. the key master. We were the key master, and uh, uh, Vince Vincent uh, was it? What's Clortho, his name? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. thank you, Vince Clortho. I, that's one of my favorite <laughs> names in all of the movies. Matt, what do you got? I am the uh, Ghostbusters equivalent of a basic bitch, and I'm going Doctor Peter Venkman. <laughs> well, somebody has it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really the right answer. answer. I mean, all right, it's, so he's, yeah, go he's ahead. the overall one-one. If oh, we were yes. not going to have a draft, yeah, first round pick, yeah, first, first. All due respect, blue chipper. Yeah, no doubt about it. Wait, so Mikey Workrate had like yeah. three more, I think. Yeah, what do you got? My third and second was Stay Puffed. The Marshmallow Man, you know, he's a sailor in New York. You just got to get him laid. <laughs> Another and, uh, easy first round pick. Yeah. And uh, a, a sleeper pick here, Cheech. Yes. <laughs> uh, when the Titanic comes in, he goes, well, better late than never. <laughs> yeah, it is a great yeah. line. That's I, I raised this question because I just watched that one, and that, was, that scene really stood out in my yeah. head. I love but, that scene. Also from that movie, I'm going with my guy is Janos, right? I think this guy oh, is one gosh, of the more yes. underrated <laughs> schmucks of all time. He's got the, the accent, right? You are like the buzzing of flies to Vigo. A child. He, a child. A child. A child. And he scared the crap out of me back in the day. Like Those red you know, more eyes. Than ghost. Yeah, when his eyes were lit up, when he's a ghost nanny, that is freaky as hell. But again, like Nick said, this is a wrestling podcast, so... I thought he would actually make a perfect manager slash valet. Yeah. Right? Imagine like you are like the buzzing of flies to Skinner or <laughs> Yes. To I, yeah, I think I yeah, think yeah. that's where I'm cutting you guys. Harvey yeah. Wimbledon movie out of a wrestling. job. Welcome to the listening show. You continue to talk like you're talking right now, and you'll be history on this program. Cooler show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> Far too many holes. Yo, Cozona. This <laughs> <laughs> blew my mind. <laughs> what you did, Jack Tony? What's focus? Every time I see an old lady, I'm going to kiss her. I'm going to kiss her. Let's go. I've got under your skin. I'm ready for this episode now. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler. And this week I am joined by the full team. We've got Matt, Mike, and Jim. And uh, as usual, you guys can find us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and join us over on our Discord channel, which is in the notes. We've been uh, having a lot of fun with the, the pay-per-views and the events happening uh, in wrestling. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later. 
But before we do, we've got a fun one on tap. Uh, Matt, you've, you've got some housekeeping to do, I believe. We sure as hell do, and we need to kick this off the right way because I don't know how we forgot it last week, but our fearless leader's birthday was last <laughs> week, last Thursday. So here Thank we you. are. Happy birthday. Belated at Thank this you. point, Nick, but uh, we, we celebrated you in the Discord, and I tried to get it going on Instagram as well. Uh, Bill Main did as well. That was pretty cool. Yes. That was a nice Thank little you. post. Um, but yeah, happy birthday. 41 Thanks, old man I'm, yeah, I'm the, you're next 75 percent of us are there yeah yeah I'm, I'm the last one standing we got a, less than a month to go oh you're a little whippersnapper huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wondered what uh Stu would say if uh, that was it but we what actually did we actually did have some uh, housekeeping from last week mike in particular was very interested in doing a thunder and paradise watch along series for the extra cooler right. show <laughs> <laughs> so Sign me up. We were we were trying we were asking how many seasons it went for and all of that. It was one full season. Damn. 20 22 episodes Maron. of Thunder in Paradise. So, you know, that that's that's what. Yeah, like a little bit a little bit less than half a year we can do. So, yeah. we'll can see you, you in about 6 months. Are they 30 know. are they 30 minute episodes or are they hour long joints? I the, I hope it's only 30 minutes. I didn't do that much <laughs> yeah. research. It guess has they were a, an hour. It has a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Not bad. bad. Hulk Hogan's character was the main character. Uh, Randolph J. Hurricane Spencer was the name. and Terrible. there were there were quite a few uh, wrestling wrestling appearances here. So Terry, they have him listed on a- IMDb as Terry Hulk in uh, quotations. Hogan, uh, Jimmy Hart was there for fourteen out of the twenty-two episodes. Uh, Jim Neidhart was in eight. Steve Borden, Sting the Rhino? Was, was there. The Rhino was there. Uh, Jorge Gonzalez, Giant Gonzalez, was what? in it for four I, I episodes. Can't believe this nice. did not take off. That's the episode we're watching. Yes, easily. <laughs> There's four of them. Four. Uh, ter- Terry Funk, Terry Taylor, and then three, three of the Extra Cooler Show All Stars are in this series. Ed Leslie. Oh wait, wait. So, that bastard! Someone censor Nick quick. <laughs> Brutus Beefcake was in seven episodes. What? We had Fred Ottman in yes. two. Oh. <laughs> Hell toot, yeah. toot 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 and and Jim. Get ready. No. no, don't say it. Steve Kern in no. one episode. <laughs> oh, my God. This is incredible. This ha- so, might actually happen. What we, started we, as a we, joke. Have any of you ever watched an episode? No. <laughs> we have to watch this. <laughs> but it was, it was Christmas, fun running Christmas down episode. the – It was fun running down the IMDb page for uh, Thunder in Paradise. So uh, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. <laughs> No problem. <laughs> did, he have, did Hogan have creative control over that show as well? Ooh. He must have. Oh, uh, yeah, get my, get my, my friend Fred Ottman. He's he'll be, he'll be great at the role of sexy hunk number two. <laughs> brother, it's, sorry, it's, brother. Oh, I, I bet he played Con Ed Man number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jimmy Hart was in 14 episodes Man. and uh, – Jim Neidhart and Ed Leslie, Ed Leslie also in uh, eight out of the twenty-two. Shocker that he was interesting. In... Interesting. You are able but... to currently watch. Uh... Oh no, that's not it. I... 
Sorry. I thought it was streaming somewhere, and it was a different show. I was going to say it's on Criterion Channel on Flix Fling, so if anybody's what? got a password, you can hook us it's, up. Wait, it's on the Criterion Channel? No, That's like, it's, yeah. it's a different a show. Oh. It's a different was, paradise show. Oh, I don't know right. if I've ever seen – I've ever even heard of that. No. All right. Moving on. All right. Any more housekeeping? That is it, my All friend. All right. Here we go. Uh, let's just keep with the theme of this episode thus far. Um, we've got a – Chaos. <laughs> we, we sent it to the poll. We said we've been sending things to the poll more recently, uh, and we did just that with, with this one. Uh, Mike put up four guys, and Booker T came out on top. Uh, so Mike has delivered with Monday Nitro number 260 taking place – I wanted our- to go with le- like lesser-known matches – perhaps oh, this is this is appropriate uh, mikey mikey polls are always like spin the wheel make the deal for this yes. podcast i feel <laughs> you, like oh great right. what are we gonna get <laughs> perfect <laughs> perfect way this is takes place appropriately october 2nd 2000 so 23 years ago uh from the cow palace in san we francisco we didn't plan that no we did not we did not the attendance is uh is under 3,000 people. It's uh, 2,600 people. Commentators include Tony Schiavone, Scott Hudson, and Mark Madden. So <sighs> talk about a wet fart. <laughs> um, so uh, I actually, on one of the, the databases out there, it said under 2,000 people actually paid for tickets for this event. Yeah. Um, Dude, that tracks you. because literally two weeks before this or like uh, 17 days, I was at Fall Brawl in Buffalo and all you had to do was show up to a free football game and they would give you like here's tickets to fall brawl just go <laughs> and we're like wow. all right let's go to fall brawl why not and I, that was at a big arena show too you know and wow. that was nobody gave a shit there yeah wow <laughs> and that's a pay-per-view imagine that how they feel about nitro right now exactly. like do, okay so just to set the tone for this like the crowd is the the lights are off like everything is so dark, probably because the place is so empty uh, in the upper that's, decks that yeah, they don't want you to see why. up there. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm just going to start us off and let us know what's on the card before we get to our main event. Um, and you guys can stop me along the way if there's something you want to touch on. So the first match opens up with uh, Rey Mysterio and Conan. And uh, I don't even know who this woman is that they're coming out with. Does anybody? Yeah, no. It's uh, I, she looks like Bizarro uh, Charlemel or whatever Booker T's wife is. Um, it's it's Tigress, not... I think I want to say. I, I don't know. Oh wow, they <laughs> got the yep. housekeeping number housekeeping. one. Um, so you've got this is the version. Oh, that's a bad one. That's a bad one. There's the, no excuse for that one. <laughs> this I one just dropped my pen. <laughs> you've got you, we're so off in, the rails already in this match you've got conan coming out and he's wearing uh cow pants and a cow vest with a cowboy hat and udders <laughs> and no, uh Ray no udders, and, and udders this is the the ray mysterio version where he uh had the horns coming out of his head yeah, and he, he's, he's got the udders on his head That's yeah <laughs> no yeah. mask no mask for ray um and i think they're heels they're working heel in this i can't really Who the tell. hell knows it's it's I chaos. They, they come out there and we get. Uh, and I don't think this is the second. This is like the, the second time we've covered this duo of uh, Alex Wright and Disco Inferno. It is. Uh, Alex Wright has no hair. He's not doing his usual dance. Um, what he's, a fall from he's grace. No, he's nothing without his hair. And his no. dance, you know. <laughs> we've got a, and they're it's a ladder match and they're hanging like a, a plastic goose 
from the middle of the it's ring. It's a duck. Is it a duck? Sorry. Uh, Some type of waterfowl at the very least. It, uh, yeah, it, it's not good. No, and Conan they're, makes a they're... sexual joke about the hole in it. Like, it's yeah. off-putting. <laughs> yeah. Very off-putting. They so, blindfold the duck so he doesn't have to see them wrestle, apparently. Do, Michael, do you have that's the very back, true. Do you have the backstory on this duck situation here? I do not. I think it, it's Disco's duck. It is Disco's duck. That's as far as I know. Oh, all right. Well, Alex Wright, excellent broadcast journalism. Alex <laughs> Wright is bizarre with no hair. He really. We were just me saying off. that it was so weird. It's so he, strange. He's off-putting himself. Yeah. Sorry, I was having some technical issues. No, no, it's okay. Um, So next up, uh, first of all, there's two things. Oh, they're called the Boogie Nights, though. By the way, right? Boogie Nights, yes, yes. They just made up that name on the spot. I think with so so they didn't get the shit suit out of them. Yeah, (laughs) this is the Vince Russo era for anybody that forgot, uh, or hasn't picked up on it already (laughs) after the goose. (laughs) There's nothing worse than uh, than Vince Russo. combined with uh bill goldberg but i'm sure we're going to talk about that a lot later um our next match is the wcw hardcore championship tournament finals and we've got reno defeating the wall via disqualification in a hardcore match (laughs) wait hold on let me say that again reno defeats the wall in a hardcore championship match (laughs) via disqualification uh in a hardcore what? match. In a hardcore Disqualification. Hardcore just um, just driving that home. Yep. What? <laughs> I, I was Who are these guys? This, I was watching this whole card, and this one was like, what in the world? This is It was the most pathetic thing I'd seen on the card to that point. Like, I was somewhat entertained from, by most of it, but this was like, what What am I watching here? Yeah, this was very confusing. It's Sergeant AWOL, by the way. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 oh, Sergeant Abel. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I think I gl- glanced over the whole uh, Pope Mobile, right? That happens before this match. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we can go back. Vin- Vince Russo and Goldberg are getting into it. Uh, Vince Russo comes out in his. All right. Well, you got to get the backstory first. Okay, please, please. Because yeah. as we all know, I don't like WCW during this era. Uh, don't, don't like is an understatement. Just to remind everyone. <laughs> I hate WCW, all right? I... All right. So the show opens with a recap of last week, and it was a cage match between Booker T and Vince Russo, for God knows why, what reason, <laughs> for the title. Goldberg spears uh, Vince Russo through the cage. Vince Russo, who is fo- wearing yeah, yeah. New York Giants uniform with a helmet. Helmet included, yeah. No face so, mask, just the helmet. He's looking yes. like Danny Dimes getting sacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he gets speared through the cage, and he touches the floor. So he wins the title. Vince Russo wins the title. (laughs) So uh, I guess him and Goldberg have a beef from before that, and this is continuing here. So he, before before that um, encounter takes place, though, Russo is backstage with the Borash, or whatever his name is. (laughs) R&B security. Yeah, Yeah. and he says he's relinquishing the title because he's not an athlete. And he says that Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner are the new number one contenders. 
Um, his prepared yeah. remarks back there too. He's reading them like he's in a like a terrorist hostage video. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's so bad. And it, with the, the, you know, we're from New York, and this guy's accent I cannot stand. It's like oh, he it's shouldn't be on TV. It's over just, the top. It's grating. Yeah, even if yeah, it's it's, it's tedious to listen like, to. Tune up Eddie Kingston like on full yeah. blast. Yeah. Uh, oh. Gross. <laughs> this is gross. All right. So Pope Mobile, he comes out, right? Yeah. Right. Well, he Goldberg comes out with two because, yeah, music, because he's by the way, is top top shelf butt rock Vince Rousseau is coming out to, right? <laughs> it's some of the worst stuff I've heard. So is this like the back of a pickup truck yes. that they've just put a like plexiglass Pope Mo- Pope Mobile looking yeah, thing easily. and he that's his protection against Goldberg as he's coming down. <laughs> Correct. He's barking out orders to Goldberg and tells him that he will never get another world title match unless he can beat his streak of 176 and 0. Which ends like up or he's, in or he's fired. Or he's fired. That's right. And then it ends up in Goldberg just essentially breaking the Pope Mobile and attacking Well, and don't forget Goldberg's got a good line at first. Goldberg known for great you know like mic work <laughs> you're beneath me and like every day when i read the paper in the morning i see you in the damn toilet what's he saying there like <laughs> he wipes his ass with yeah yeah wiper? yeah i don't know <laughs> that's rough that's, that's one ply man yeah. see i thought vince russo was the shit he was taking every day like that's that's weird too he like shits vince out every day i don't get it like come on Goldberg. i don't get it Good one billion. <laughs> so then uh, he gets Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg. I call him by his full name. Always, uh, he always. gets attacked by Meng. 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 Uh, and uh, and that that turns into a match. But Goldberg defeats him eventually. But we're gonna get there. I'm all over the place because how appropriate this whole thing is all over yes. the place. Um, so they go backstage and and Vince Russo assigns that match uh, of Ming and, and uh, Goldberg later on. But so right <laughs> after that right after that segment, Russo says he's leaving. So he puts <laughs> average Mike Sanders in charge. Oh, who? So wow. Who is that? Yeah, go ahead. So average Mike Sanders is the most boring human being I think we've ever seen on TV and just drives me absolutely insane. <laughs> he sounds like he is related to Eli and Peyton Manning. Like, I know I really enjoy the the Manning cast when they yes. do it on ESPN, but my God, Mike Sanders sounds just like them. Is that by design? That... I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea. I don't know. WCW why, in shell in 2000. Why, I have no yeah, idea. He's part of the the faction natural born thrillers with like chuck palumbo and sean stasiak <laughs> uh, yeah those guys put right. some butts in a seat yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got uh shane douglas who's going to be facing off against mike awesome shane what douglas an with, incredible with, match this with, could be uh, right well clearly this is coming off of like you know their ecw run together um but it's weird shane douglas is with tory wilson Think, talk about like things that never even like added up in my mind that it ever existed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the two of them together, um, but this version of Mike Awesome is that seventies guy, Mike Awesome. It is. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, it's embarrassing. I think it's my <laughs> least favorite gimmick of all time, to be honest. It's I think so it's bad. the dumbest thing. Didn't and I he said, have like fat chick thriller or something yes. like that too at yeah, one point. So did. Mike Awesome has been saddled with some gems. 
This is this is he really must have bad. pissed Vince Russo off bad. <laughs> yeah. You go from like being this, you know, guy that dominates in ECW, and then you get saddled, like Matt said, with these incredible gutter. Gimmicks. I wrote, oh. I wrote, what a dog shit gimmick. LOL, <laughs> dog shit music too. <laughs> Meanwhile, they keep showing Lex Luger, Matt's favorite wrestler, in the crowd yeah. during That's this right. match. Not um, he is not sitting ringside. He's no. like he's, he's like up the, in the two hundreds. Yeah. He's with the people. There's only like two thousand people here too. Like, yeah, like exactly. <laughs> the cow, they couldn't get him a free ticket to the Cow Palace, right? Oh, gross. Tori. It's pretty cool though. You can see the Cow Palace as you fly into SFO, which is is always a nice little pop for me as I'm flying in because it's a uh, it's a it's a historical bu- building for for so wrestling. That's for sure. Oh yeah, it's still there. I think I, I think AEW ran there not too not too long ago. I oh. think you're right. I, knew, I it sounded very familiar. Um, all right, so next up on the card, we get that match where Goldberg defeats Ming. Uh, I don't really want to talk more about Goldberg. It's thirty else? seconds if you want to yeah, view it. Go for <laughs> if it. If you want to relive it, <laughs> streak starts at one and zero. Then right there it is. Uh, yep, there's yeah, one and zero. You're right. One and O, oh, and you've got oh, the, the the Mike Sanders thing and and his whole crew, which is nauseating. Uh, we'll get to them later. Um, but we've got that tag team match of uh, Booker T and Jeff Jarrett, and they're facing off against Sting and Scott Steiner. Cat well, is the commissioner. The cat, Ernest the cat. Miller, Sanders. Uh, apparently, uh, he comes out of the cat's dressing room, and. He says, well, now it's Booker T and Jeff Jarrett versus Sting and Scott Steiner. And the winning team faces each other for the title because they're they're rivals, these teams. <laughs> teams of rivals. It's not a terrible premise. It's like, not. It, it not. really isn't. No, it's not. So you, you have to work together so that yeah. you can then face off against each other. It That's it fun. makes sense. It, it, it It's probably the first theory, thing yeah. an hour in that makes sense. Fair. In theory, it's a good idea, but uh, the execution is, as you'll see, is a recurring theme. The execution <laughs> is piss poor. How Who about is... that? How about that mask that Scott Steiner yeah, is wearing? He looks that. like he's cosplaying as Batman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is the woman with Scott Steiner in this? She oh, looks like Paige. Freaking homework. Medasia. <laughs> Medasia. I don't. I don't know. This is Sinomania also, just, by the way. There's so many like signs in the crowd. WCW name generator there. <laughs> yeah. Medasia. Yeah, the signs. Do you like the sign that says, I wish I was at Raw? <laughs> oh, I missed that one. Yeah, it's I'm like sure you do, buddy. It pops up later on. <sighs> All right. So uh, Booker T and uh, Jeff Jarrett come out on top. Uh I, I honestly cannot even recall how they came out on top. Well, was it- I got you here. <laughs> so um, the ref gets knocked down, of course, and uh, J Double J grabs a guitar and he struggles with Booker and then he goes and he hits Sting. Uh, it looks like he's going to hit Booker, but like Booker never right. really gets in the way and he hits Sting and then uh, he goes to cover Sting and then Steiner tackles booker t out of nowhere i I don't know why but jarrett covers sting and it's one two three it's over (laughs) so fun gotta love it 
so I bad. I, next. I, I'd love, I love that Mike went to next level with uh, his WCW match because he knew that Nick would have zero care whatsoever. I was, what I, was happening. Listen, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll jump. Background is going. <laughs> I'll jump the end, but I, I did watch this and was very entertained, but I did not give two shits about taking any notes on it. Um, it, but, it this whole thing is entertaining. It's, oh, it's, it, it's. Very entertaining now, Laughable, like but... yeah, to to look back on and laugh at uh, for sure. Now, did anybody else while taking notes uh, every time that you wrote out Jarrett, you spelled it in your head? J A double R. Oh yeah, double always, always. This guy's a genius. Every single time. Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Next up, we've got the WCW Cruiserweight Champion Elix Skipper. And uh, he's facing off against Kevin Nash <laughs> and Mike Sanders. What do you think about Elix Skipper? Like he looks like he match. was born like sideways or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Talk about a, fa- a face only a mother could love. Whoa! Oh. He's Canadian too, right? Not to <laughs> yeah. uh, piss off our Canadian fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's with Team Canada, aka <laughs> Lance Storm and Hacksaw. Hacksaw on Team Canada. <laughs> I actually, we've talked about Napster and downloading uh, songs in college on this uh, show before. Elix Skipper's entrance theme was like one of the first things I downloaded at college. Actually, like, it's like it's terrible too. And I was like, I love this guy's music. Oh my god! We'll have to play breaking up his friends. (laughs) Can never tell if you're being serious with these stories. Dead dead serious on that one. I didn't have a girlfriend. I believe you. I was just sitting there listening to Elix Skipper Prime Time. What the hell? Girls just walked by your room like, yeah. Oh. Nobody's popping their heads in that dorm. Yeah. Who's the new guy on campus? <sighs> okay. Bill Goldberg you, later on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Bill Goldberg faces off against DOA. Uh, Can you other... call him just Goldberg once? Just <laughs> once. <No>. I'm <laughs> going to call him Bill Goldberg every time. <laughs> That's what I have him from the, da- the the whatever site that I copied the whole uh, card off of, so I apologize. And what is that one thing? Isn't there a thing going around now with, like, Brett, and it's, like, him over and over yeah, again yeah. saying, Bill Goldberg. Well, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> um, I respect it. He Goldberg beats the the disciples of Apocalypse, uh, who are now known as the real names of. Is it the real names? Ron and Don. I knew they were the Harris brothers, but I didn't know they were Ron and Don. Yeah. Uh, nobody right? cares. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, he beats them in handicap match. These guys, <laughs> Ron and Don. <laughs> Those guys, man. Don't they have what a surf they? shop? What are they like, uh, Donald Duck's nephews or something? I didn't know you that. Do you? <laughs> Ron, Don, and John. Did uh, they run a surf shop? <laughs> All right, it's main event time. But before we do, uh, the Extra Cooler Show and What's in the Cooler is brought to you by Sloop Brewing Company. Sloop Brewing is known for their hazy and golden IPAs like Juice Bomb and Super Soft. Be on the lookout for more coming from the Extra Cooler Show and our favorite brewery, Sloop. Uh, I'm going to go first because uh, Mike sent over a uh, happy anniversary hazy IPA from Sloop. So thank you very much. I've been saving it for this episode. Um, I have one too. I saved mine too. I I believe you – I don't know if you said it in the text or have you had it on the last episode or two episodes ago? No. It was in the text when you said it might be one of your favorite Sloops. Uh, I think you're right. I, I really enjoy this one. It's good. It's very good. 
Uh, six and a half percent, sixteen ounce can. It's it's hitting right now. It's for their five year anniversary, yeah. And I had it there um, on draft, and I I will say it is better on draft than it is in the can. Nice. But the can is still really good. So there's that. Awesome. What about one of you guys? I also have a sloop. I've got the, uh, of course, no pumpkin. Ah, uh, yes. Nice. Keep, season. I keep seeing it, and uh, I, I, I need to get it soon. Yeah, you can't go wrong with it. It's delicious IPA. But I did start with the Sunny D vodka seltzer, and I did <laughs> want to get that on this show. <laughs> Why been, does that exist? Because our generation now has taken over all everything so that's... any any nostalgia for our generation and it's boom bam here you go gotta yeah, buy it exactly. so uh including our podcast right yeah speaking well, of just, matt what do you have because yeah. because i believe speaking yours hits nostalgia, the nostalgia i i have not even opened it yet so let's go and op- oh no and open this it's fuzzing and i just spilled all over that's that's fine well, we're okay is it green it i have from magnify uh Brewery or Mag- Magnify Brewing out of New Jersey. I hung out with a buddy of mine, uh, actually my my wrestling buddy growing up, the guy that I keep talking about that he and I were on the phone flipping back and forth with Mike. So happy birthday to him as well. Uh, but I played golf with him on Monday and he dropped off a Ecto Cooler, a sour ale from Magnify Brewing. Uh, it says brewed with tangerine, orange, tang, peach, and lemon. And uh, I'm going to pour it into my 49ers glass here. And Ooh, color. Wow. They did it. They got wow. it. All right. It is green. That is it. A, is a, it looks orangey coming out though. Oh no, it is it is straight up green. Yeah. It looks like it's, Jerry Rice is filling up the turlet there. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, wait. I've got uh my pop pop glass, oh, so Steve Young is on it. Yeah. Jerry's on it. Nice. Joe Montana's oh, on it. That's a nice glass. But it's a sour ale and Jeff uh, Garcia on there? No, no Jeff Garcia. Ooh. <laughs> It it smells sour. That's for damn sure. Is this your first taste? Yeah. It is. It is very sweet. I How's was not expecting the <laughs> <laughs> mouthfeel making its way back. This is really good. Uh, it definitely captures the essence of Ecto Cooler for sure. Uh, I don't think I'd be able to drink more than one because it is super sweet yeah. and it's not as sour as I was expecting it to be. Really? That's cool. It's really good. I, right, I would be, highly be, recommend it. Before we started recording, we were talking about how Ecto Cooler was not really a sour flavor. It was no. very citrusy. Yeah. So good to Wait, know. What did you say the percentage was on that? I didn't. Um, it is a six percenter. Okay. Oh, that's nice. not But good. really cool can. I try. I've, uh, I've got one that. more in the fridge. One label is green. Or one label is purple. The other one was orange. I don't necessarily know if there was a difference. Everything was labeled the same. But uh, yeah, rock and roll. We're uh, before we get to our main event. Um, we I accidentally skipped over the whole Buff Bagwell. You can't. Uh, you can't. Do David that. Flair segment. How dare um, you? <laughs> what's the What's the deal? He's dragged out. Why? Why has he got him like with the cape over his head? Supposedly Sorry, he's I didn't the watch. Father or something of of some kid, Stacy Keebler. Stacy Keebler, yes. right? Oh, right. That's right. Yes. And it ends up being Buff Bagwell, and he takes out David Flair. And it, I, don't, I don't know. It's weird. And Buff, ba- have you ever seen anyone with a more angular 
haircut than Buff Bagwell. So many <laughs> sharp points on his yeah, head. It really is. His sideburns are sharp. He's got the Eddie Munster. It's like a yeah. I don't know. It looks like a spaceship or something. His haircut. I don't know. Yeah. Strange. Strange times. But here we are. Our main event. We're finally here. Uh, you know, a half hour into this episode, we've got Booker T versus Jeff Jarrett in a San Francisco 49ers match. Right. Oh. So not only did they have to compete in that tag team match. Here we are for this 49ers match. So, I am so excited to break down Christian McCaffrey's performance of four touchdowns this past Sunday. I am ready to go. I wore my Niners gear. I wore my Niners hoodie. I've got my Niners hat on. I have my Niners glass. I'm I'm ready to roll. Although George Kittle was at Raw last night. Yes. Yes, he was. I'm in the wrong place? Wrong place. Oh, I got to go see Seth and Jordan at the goal line, and I'll, I'll be back in a little while. Cheers, boys. Have fun. <laughs> anyway, so somebody, this is before the match, uh, before the Buff Bagwell thing, uh, somebody delivers like a telegram to Shivani, like some note, and it just says the, t- the title match will now be a 49ers match. Four boxes on, hung on poles in each corner. So- Three will be weapons, and one will have the belt. I have the whole rundown of this. <laughs> Do let's it. let's let them do the work, do and it. I'm going to clean up the beer that I spilt everywhere. While you guys listen, to get... Mike, Mike, Mike Sanders, Mike Sanders. Good, now get out of here. What's it? The WCW title match between Jeff Jarrett and Booker T tonight, in honor of San Francisco, will be a a 49ers match. Four boxes will be hung, one in each corner. In three boxes, weapons. In the fourth box, the WCW title. Whoever finds the goal first that the WCW Championship belt is declared the new champion. The 49ers match. Four boxes in all four quarters. The 49ers won a lot of gold. They won five Super Bowls. Now, first, what I want to know is they didn't really announce this. What are the people in the crowd thinking? (laughs) Boxes are going to be hanging up. Oh, really good call. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Very interesting. Yeah, because it's definitely like, you know, you could classically tell at a wrestling match uh, when they're they're letting their audio go over the, right. the whole this arena. Is not this is no. not that at all. Um, Damn, I'd love to get some, uh, you know, reaction from uh, someone who was there. Like, there's got to be something on the internet about that. Like, yeah, yeah, we had right. no we idea. Had no there's clue. just a bunch of boxes hanging right, in the ring. Right. And there's a blow-up doll came out of one. We didn't know. There's your weapons? Oh, you're getting ahead of us. <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> All right, so as as we explained, four boxes at each corner. The belt is in one of those, um, but the others Again, have something that you can use not during a the match. Terrible concept. No, it sounds no. fun. <clears throat> not at all. Not at all. Um, so you have to find the gold to win the match. Um, right before the match starts, we see a highlight from last Monday where uh, where Double J takes out uh, Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern show backstage with the with a <laughs> guitar. Like the fact that that's making its way into this match is is just a bizarre. Foreshadowing, maybe. Yes, I don't know if it's peak Howard Stern, but this was like when Howard Stern jumped over to satellite. I'm pretty yeah. sure, right? So like, yeah, definitely, it was it was big. Big news constantly, like this little stable of you know Beetlejuice and company was like a big right deal when, like, in the, the culture. Yeah, yeah, oh, private, yeah, yeah. I think you're yeah. right. Was it? It was like, like a, that was like ninety nine. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it? But yeah, this was maybe. big in the culture at the time. Beetle- oh, one hundred percent. 
you had to be alive in the 2000s to even understand remotely what's happening. <laughs> so the weird part about this is Double J comes out. He doesn't have a guitar in hand. Um, we'll find out more about that later. Uh, but it's it's strange. Like it, I'm going to talk about it more later without, without getting there. Um, so <laughs> interesting, Booker T comes out with a very large, uh, oversized, terrible Booker T t-shirt, which he, uh, he throws – and hands to an old woman in the front oh row my God. <laughs> who is ecstatic. She gives him a hug. Um, at first I thought, like, is this, like, just part of the story? A but plant? no. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, whipping Jeff Jarrett with the shirt. And, like, as Jarrett attacks uh, Booker T from behind. Booker's going to, like, kiss her and stuff. What's yeah. going on? Like, it's so weird. He's, like, kissing large Marge. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> who is this lady? She's definitely a plant. It reminds me of the so. time this lady was trying to hit Hogan with like a purse or something. Yeah, that's what I, it reminded me of. But that no way that's a plant. What's the I point in this old lady? Like at Russo's least have to be WCW, mother. Yeah. man. Yeah. They love the plant stuff. <laughs> Just Russo's real quick, mother. <laughs> I, before we get going, I, when this match was first pitched, I really don't. I never watched this match before, and when I kept seeing the text like San Francisco 49ers match, I assumed this was going to have like 2000s era. Niners like in a lumberjack match. I was like, okay, we're gonna <laughs> right, watch that. Right. <laughs> right, Stokes and whoever the hell else was on the Jeff Garcia. Yeah. That's the second time yeah. we've mentioned him. Like I thought they'd be throwing guys, but no. But this is better than that. Maybe so. They they right. they work their way back into the ring, right? And these boxes are dangling, and they're just like blowing in the breeze, like like a like something you would hang up outside for the holidays. Yeah, they're yeah, tied together with like. He, an They're Italian... made out of the same material. Like you get yeah. your like toddler to make a, a birdhouse, you know, like those old. You glue that's being generous. Yeah. Oh my god. They so prove he... to be like balsa wood. Pretty. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's what I have oh, in my yeah. note. Balsa wood, like from tech class. Um, uh, Booker T throws Jeff Jarrett into the corner. Literally a minute into this match, and a box falls off the pole Not and bounces sign. to the outside <laughs> oh, of the ring. God. Jeff Jarrett then, like, mind you, Jeff Jarrett was just got thrown into the corner. And Booker T like ignores him so that Jeff Jarrett can then go outside the ring, retrieves this box number one, pulls it into the ring, and he, he the best part is he doesn't even like he doesn't stomp on it hard. He like taps on it gently as the box falls <laughs> apart and there is a like an inflatable blow up doll and he like lifts it, like looks at it and throws it out of the ring. It's, I, I... I love watching the thing fall. It was like the funniest thing <laughs> yeah. this entire thing. Like I imagined like coming downstairs around Christmas time and like closing the fridge and my Christmas tree falls over. Like it's that same kind of like <laughs> impact. Like that's a good, very good comparison. Imagine, imagine that that's the box that the title was in. right. Yeah. Just, just imagine how how much chaos there would have been especially if... when you think of and and when we go over what's in each box like the belt has to be considerably heavier than everything that's in the three other boxes uh, yeah. i got bailed out that it, this is the first box too like. <laughs> well yeah. even oh, the we... one that the belt is in uh you'll see what happens yeah so the so right after that blow up doll incident booker t then goes to the other corner um and climbs up top. He pulls the box down, opens the top up, and pulls the, a picture frame out and holds it to the screen and makes like a classic Booker T face. And it's none other than Scott Hall in a picture frame. Like, <laughs> none of what? these are weapons, by the way. No, no. This one no. is used as a weapon. 
Well, yes, yes he immediately smashes it over Jeff Jarrett's head. We were promised weapons. <laughs> These are not weapons. Um, so finally, at this point, I feel like we get a little bit of a match. Um, but Jeff Jarrett's on the outside. He's using this balsa wood over Booker T's head. <laughs> Booker T's selling it like he's getting like a concrete cinder block smashed over his head. <sighs> can, we, what is... can we have a natural segue here? Just a, a little break here and talk about how terrible Scott Hudson and Mark Madden are. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, they're bad. So they bad. Are, this is some of the worst commentating. We've heard some oh, bad easily. stuff on this show. We've heard Mr. Perfect, who we thought was great. And I, I don't even know who else, but this is, <laughs> this was bad. I've, I mean, I've listened to Jim, the anvil do commentary on wrestling challenge, like as I'm researching <laughs> things for the show, but this this, this takes the, the cake. This took the cake, man. My it, favorite part of this is when they start fighting on top of the announcer's table. Yes. And Mark Madden is just screaming at the top of his lungs, Jeff, get the box! Jeff, <laughs> yeah. get the box! Jeff, get the box! Get the box! <laughs> and I, I, I originally used it as the outro clip, and then I was like, this is putrid. Why? I know yeah. it's funny to me. I don't know why it's funny to me, but it's probably not funny to anybody else. So, so uh, I, is I, Madden no. better or worse than, uh, I'm going blank on his name, from the first few episodes of Raw? Who's uh, Oh, what? Uh, Oh, I know the shock jock guy. The yeah, shock jock guy. Yeah, I Rob think he's uh, better. He is better than than Rob, Yeah, Rob Bartlett. Rob Bartlett. Bartlett. There yeah. it is. So the most interesting th- part about that spot at the table, they're on the table, right? And Jeff Jarrett's like, I don't even know what move he's attempting because Booker T's not between his legs. Like he's not setting him up for a power bomb or anything. Um, he's just kind of holding him there. And Mark Madden is yelling, "Get the box! Get the box, Jeff!" And at that point, Booker T reverses it, flips him over. The table does not break. Oh, man. <laughs> it's it's an ugly spot. And then Mark Madden proceeds. He's like, Booker, get the box. Get the I box. He flips the switch it. completely. Um, he just Jeff, wants this match to be over. So then, so then Booker T gets up, goes in the ring, and Jeff Jarrett decides to take a finds a water bottle takes a sip of water before even like <laughs> Booker T's in the middle of the ring about to go get this third box that could be holding the title belt and Jeff right. they, they, they're they shooting to Jeff Jarrett who's taking a sip of water from a water bottle and I it's Madden, Aquafina <laughs> Madden is yelling like somebody get Jeff a water somebody get Jeff a water yeah. and I just I don't understand uh, there was a cool Tony Schiavone line in there he like smoothly puts in right before the DDT Somebody's going to die. And it just the way that he said it, the cadence in which he said <laughs> yeah. it, it was so matter of fact of like, somebody's going to die. And it was <laughs> it was really good to me. Shivani's still a pro here. Like he is surrounded yeah. by like he is in the it's middle. Totally he is like the me. pickle on a shit sandwich. You know, like he's just <laughs> suffering through it all. When he's not selling over and over again. This yeah. is a 49ers match. Like no shit, Tony. We, we've already established that. Thank you very much. Um, Booker's back in there. He's pulling down the third box, and he opens it up, and it's what they're calling a coal miner's glove, okay? Now, let me tell you, I have these <laughs> gloves to to turn the wood in my fireplace uh, during the winter. Like, these things are nothing special. Um, and the it's two of them— supposed to be weighted, right? Yeah, yeah, bullshit. The no, two of them like use weighted. these things like they're weighted, and Jeff is obsessed with this glove, 
from here on out. Um, <laughs> so there's two like of them. Th- cost three bucks at Home Depot, whatever. <laughs> oh, they totally do. I think they're 97 cents now at Home Depot. So they were probably like 15 back then. It's in WCW, WCW same treasure chest that the Fedoras are in, right? <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, got it. Yep, yep. Uh, coal miner's glove on a pole match uh, is it's for use later no but they they literally are just that they are fireplace heat resistant gloves and there's there's two of them believe it or not because you see them at one point there's two gloves laying on the mat and booker's got one and then booker like jeff jarrett rips it off his hand it's it's a a whole mess it's a whole mess but this is the weapon though to mikey work point right this is the The finally actual weapon weapon. theory in theory yes and i guess in kfob in 2000 it's still not hd television right That's so right. you can get away with a little bit more but now <laughs> jeff is really now, really trying to sell this glove man oh yeah oh yeah now it, it you can't pull that shit off no he's he's a pro though this matchup doesn't work for me because booker t is considerably larger than jeff jarrett and it just like I don't know, like the the heel, Jeff Jarrett being the heel and Booker being the, the face, it just doesn't See, do was, anything for me. I was me. ready to go to the mat here for Jeff Jarrett because I know, no pun intended, Matt is a hater of <sighs> Jeff Jarrett, even though he just, I think he gave uh, Jeff Jarrett versus X-Pac three cans in the cooler, if I correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> it's possible. Good it's memory. Possible. I don't know. This match, I don't hate it as it's it's no. as it's going on. Like it's, for all the, the anti-hype it had, I was like, all right, this is a match. It's. Even this, yeah. is this, this is a match. This is a match. This is a wrestling match. <laughs> a match is. that goes on way too long, close to like twenty minutes, I think. Um, if anything, that's that's 16. the flaw. Sixteen. Okay. Uh, so we're finally we're finally getting towards the end of the thing, Jeff. So we think. So we think, right? Um, so much more. <laughs> Jeff goes for the wrong corner from, and he's like up at the top rope. He's still fixating on like taking Booker out. Booker's laid out, so but you know why would you go and go for that fourth box at any point? Um, instead, he then makes his way to the outside of the ring, and he's trying to get something from under the ring, and we can't figure out what he's doing. Like guitar, he's, maybe he's tugging. Like we all kind of assume it's the guitar. Um, this happens once. Then it happens. Uh, they have happens again. They sell it. Like, what's he doing under there? It must be stuck. It must be stuck. You know then, why, right? Uh, yeah, he, he goes under there, and and Beetlejuice comes from under the <laughs> ring finally, and delivers two of the hardest nut shots. And I'm not talking like China, like low blow style. He takes his fist and and he clenches that thing as hard as he can, and he 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 is like Mike Tyson to like that. Nutsack like a punching bag. It, it is looks like he's so wrist painful. deep in Double J's yes. ass crack. Yes, yes easily. That's exactly the Jeff. You need that a colonoscopy. Here you go. Here's Beetlejuice. Uh, God, he missed during, his cue. Apparently, that's why Jared during was stalling. During this, uh, the announcers go in. They go in, and let's let's just take a peek. Break this down. Beetlejuice going deep because exactly as Mike said, he looks like he's wrist deep. Then (laughs) then he's using his testicles as punching bags. But wait, before the punching bags remark, 
Um, what's he say in there? It, it's something along know, the lines of a uh, high blow, not a low blow, but a, a high, high blow. blow because Beetlejuice is a small man and he needs <laughs> to reach up in order to hit Double J in oh. the Nards. The Nards. We'll say Nards. I like Shivani the best the whole time, honestly. He's so <laughs> Oh, Beetlejuice! <laughs> like, like in, the, in the midst of a passionate experience. The best... Beetlejuice has no clue what the hell is going on. He gives him that nut shot, Poor right? Bastard. And he's like... He looks like he's ready to throw Jeff Jarrett from the outside of the ring over the, the top turnbuckle. And Booker T, like, tells him no. <laughs> and he's got this shit-eating grin on his face. Like, oh, 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 okay, okay, I'll do this. And he tosses him to the outside. And then they, they like, miss the shot where Beetlejuice just dives from the apron onto Beetlejuice. Uh, Jeff, onto Jeff Jarrett Superman. landing a yeah, splash. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. And then, so nice. oh. all, all during this chaos, right, Booker T goes to grab the box, the final, the fourth box. Dramatic we, moment. We, we missed something kind of uh, important that Mikey threw in there. Uh, Beetlejuice is dressed as Superman. Yes, <laughs> yes, as well. Yeah. So when he goes to hit the splash off the apron, in which it, it, we missed it because of the camera work, he looks like Superman flying through. Cape the is flopping. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yes, Booker, Booker T's going for the last case. He's almost there. He's on the turnbuckle, and I pass it off to Nick. He pulls it down <laughs> from the top, and the best part is it, he pulls it down. It lands on the top turnbuckle, and a whole side of the box falls off. The belt falls out onto the outside of the ring. Thank God there's like a <laughs> ring announcer there to hand him the belt, and he, he celebrates. Should be the champion. David Pinzer is the David. new champion. <laughs> Pinzer. Uh, as long as it's not Michael Buffer, I'm okay with that. It'd be great um, if it would have fallen on Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. So then immediately Booker T try, starts to celebrate, and Scott Steiner comes out with his lead pipe, attacks him uh, just before uh, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett from the outside tosses Beetlejuice over. Mind you, he's from the outside, tosses Beetlejuice over the top rope like a yeah, rag doll. hurt. It looks like he's it not going to make tumble. it. Yes. Yeah. It, it looks like he's not going to make it. And Beetlejuice hit, like teeters on the top rope for like a half a split second. And then he like looks like he almost rolls in himself and then splat into the ring. Rag <laughs> right doll. there. Nick said rag yeah. doll. That was oh, his. man. Yep. And, and right there, uh, Scott Steiner picks him up and puts him in the Steiner recliner. And that's how they go off the air. He Yanks him and cranks him. <laughs> Yanks him yeah. and cranks him. Yanks him and cranks oh, yeah, yeah. him. Then we go off the air and and we've got a new champ, but who would know otherwise? Uh, so Shivani, Sh- as it goes off the air, goes no, Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's another. There's another great one-liner uh, as the bell is ringing and as they are headed in here. Uh, and let's let's listen. And Beetlejuice. Shot. The high blow. Damn that cockroach. Damn him. Booker T is the world heavyweight champion. <laughs> what a moment. With the proctologist <laughs> shot. The Booker T music. Moment. The laugh and the music comes at just the right time, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Perfect man. timing. Oh, I, uh, Shivani pre wrote that. All line. right. You know that. As, oh, easily. As per usual, we have to uh, deliver our cans in the cooler rating of this match. Uh, thank you, Michael Workrate, for bringing us this four-can match, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, four it was can? not. Yes. I'm, I'm not rating this on Workrate. It was 
highly entertaining. I laughed my ass off at this. Like, this was good shit. Like, 23 (laughs) years later, it was... It was just what, what – now, I'm not going to go back and watch all of, like, every Nitro from 2000, but to watch one episode of Nitro out of nowhere, this was perfect. It was it was so much dog shit in there. I, I loved it. I really did. I laughed you watch so much. Dog shit. You guys see what he's doing. You guys see what he's doing, right? I hate WCW so much that I will celebrate their worst matches and give them four cans in the cooler. No, but in all seriousness, like I'm not I'm the work rate was whatever. I'm not rating this fair. on that. No, I'm rating fair. it based off of how entertained I was and I was thoroughly entertained. I laughed I quite agree. a bit. How inebriated were you while watching this? <laughs> no, this I did not watch inebriated, so now I kinda wanna go back and watch it really inebriated. It's- I might like this more on the second rewatch. I um I was coming in at like a three or a three point five, and I honestly I dropped it down to two cans in the cooler because of uh, <laughs> because drop. of because of the way that the pelt falls out. No, that's what makes it good yeah. though. It's like I, I can I celebrate there. Yeah, no, I I completely understand where you're coming from. And normally I'm there with you, but something when I was watching this, I was like, ah. and no, it's know. dog shit. It's it's all it's all it's so bad. Shit. <laughs> and Beetlejuice, it, it's crazy. And know what's the funniest thing to me is watching this more than anything. It, it's I'm like, am I really watching WCW? You know what I mean? I understand this right. is the end of WCW. You know, we the the end of WCW is so well documented. We know what happens, but it doesn't even feel like WCW no, anymore. Not I don't at know all. if it's, it's Russo and everything. They got the red ropes. It's almost like this like perverted version of WWF, and I don't mean it in a sexual way. It's just like. It, uh, it's so off. They don't even no, know. Oh, 100%. It's, it, it's like on fire and it's a, it's a mutilated mess. And I, it's <laughs> yeah. just, it's fascinating to watch. So like I'll put the four, I'll give you that for that. Just to go back. Definitely watch it. So I, I I'm going to weigh in now because I think there's two different mindsets as you're watching this. And one is, Oh my God, this is dog shit, which is exactly how I took this in. But, if I was with all four of you and like yes, this is the exactly. end of the night, this That's, is the end of the yes. night on vacation and we're all drinking beers and we're all hanging out and we just decide and Mike gets the remote because that's what happens. Yep. And he puts on the biggest pile of steaming dog shit ever. I'm enjoying this and I'm saying it's five cans. <laughs> Easily. That's that's <laughs> where my rating and, came and from. Why, and why I, I asked how inebriated were you because <laughs> it, that is the scenario where this is good. <laughs> Me sitting on my couch trying to take notes for this, uh, I was completely out, completely out, and I was at two and a half because I was like, all right, fine. There are comedic pieces of this. I was very harsh on the poor commentary throughout, even though there were times where it was funny. The San Francisco 49ers gave it an extra half a can, uh, but I am disappointed that I didn't get to talk about Christian McCaffrey again. So I, I want to, like, if you're going to rate it that way, then I can't even go to two because there's nothing, like, redeeming yeah. about the actual match. Sure. There's nothing redeeming. There's no I, spots I, that are entertaining. Like, the table spot doesn't even happen the way it's supposed to happen. Table this, doesn't break. This Scott Hall frame photo is funny, I think. Right. Booker T's, he's on the outs with the company, too, at this point. Yeah. 
Booker T's face while he opens the box is hilarious during that. But if there's any redeeming qualities, I just it's it's on in the background for me. The only redeeming quality is watching Beetlejuice not only punch Jeff Jarrett once and stick his hand up there and 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 wrist deep. He then pops it out and jams it four more times. He punches him in the nuts five five times. God. Five times. Five times. Five times. It's only appropriate with Booker T. Uh yeah. Yeah. my God. Mikey, what's your rating, man? You know, it's either five stars or zero. Yes. <laughs> Basically. That's, yeah, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah. that is, that's um, well said. It's all about the mindset. How you yeah. look at it. Look at this. The guy who picked the match, he knows it back and front. He knows even exactly how to rate it. Uh, I just want to take the time right now to thank one of our biggest fans, Ian Valentine, for helping me suggest this match. Oh, you got the call in. All right. All right. Yeah. I respect that. I love it. Uh, I, I appreciate his uh, insight into this uh, 49ers match. It it was a good choice. And that's from a Raiders fan, too. He, I, came, I'm... he came with me to the Bills-Dolphins game, and on the way home, he's like, did you watch the match yet? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, <laughs> did you watch the match yet? Like, yeah, did you watch the match? <laughs> oh, man. I think it. that I love that five-star, five-can, zero-can thing. I think we need, like, a new category, basically, which is, like, watch – if you have buddies over and you want to watch some dumb wrestling – this, yeah, this like we need it. that like this is here the hall of fame this goes there you know like put it on but you mind you you have to be but you have to be a wrestling fan during this era of wrestling Fair. i think because you can't be like and, and not to like if you're younger than us and you're not our generation and you don't know who half these guys are it's not Especially gonna it's gonna juice stuff right and all that right yeah oh yeah and even all of Kevin Very Nash's true. cronies that he comes out with like not knowing who any of those guys are that right. would wouldn't have played out well at all like or not without knowing the history of vince russo uh but otherwise it's like you said if you would drink be- sunny d vodka in a can and buy from the store watch this match <laughs> <laughs> or, or ecto cooler beer yeah, exactly sure. or ecto cooler beer down down to the uh the ass nice. end of this it, it totally looks like ooze like this could have been in the tgri uh containers and turtles too yeah. uh Man, this this was chaos, and for better or for worse, all depending on on the path that you're looking at it. But uh, cheers, boys! Cheers, cheers. Matt. Why cheers. don't you uh, you take it away with our uh, extra credit, our extra cooler top three? Let's do it. Come back to your weekly extra credit segment with the extra cooler top three. You just finished a whole lot of homework, so let's take it easy on you. It will be an abridged version, a quick hitter of our top stories from around the wrestling world. Let's start honorable mention. We have WWE Fastlane coming this weekend, and it looks like the pedal is to the metal for LA Knight. He is in a sink or swim spot teaming up with the greatest of all time, John Cena. (laughs) You have to say the greatest of all time every single time you say John Cena. So here we are. Uh, looking forward to having some wrestling on a Saturday and uh, hopefully won't go until all hours of the morning. But uh, story number three, AEW giving us a good old fashioned cliffhanger with the devil attack uh, on Wednesday evening on Switchblade. Uh, I'm really liking where this potential story could go. The guy in the mask certainly did not look like MJF. Uh, he admitted... Uh, at the pay-per-view that this was uh, somebody that took the mask out of his bag 
or maybe that was uh, not at the pay-per-view. Pardon me. That was on Collision. But regardless, uh, I'm excited to see a good old-fashioned cliffhanger from AEW and where they take it. Hell yeah. I think it's Roddy, but go ahead. Story number two is NXT No Mercy delivers with Dragunov as your new NXT men's champion and Becky defeating Tiffany Stratton in an extreme rules match, which were both barn burners, definitely worth watching, and still no Jade Cargill just yet. Uh, Still pretty early, but uh, I was thinking that there was definitely a possibility for her showing up, but did not happen. And story number one, AEW Wrestle Dream was this past Sunday. First things first, Swerve and Hangman put on a banger. Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. It was such a breath of fresh air. Watching these two technical masters go at it. I was absolutely captivated watching this match of just turns and uh the reversals and i know it was so silly and it wasn't your like stereotypical mainstream wwe wwf match but i think that's why i was so captivated by it definitely go watch it if you haven't and mox on commentary too mox was mox was beautiful (laughs) (laughs) listening to him and they were making fun of him in the swear jar like uh uh, excalibur every time he cursed was swear jar and it just it (laughs) popped me big time he the commentary brought it to a whole nother level really enjoyed it and uh probably because he's not allowed to be in the ring after the concussion that we uh spoke about at grand slam but ended off with one of the biggest signings in AEW history, Adam Don't Call Me Edge Copeland, comes out at the end of the pay-per-view, teases being with Christian in a concerto, and winds up taking them out. Ends with a handshake with Sting. How excited are we for Edge being in AEW? But more importantly, and we could talk about that next week, but more importantly, where do you rank Edge and this signing in the history of AEW, where does it rank? Is it above Punk? Is it above Danielson? Above Moxley? Like the those four, Edge, Punk, Moxley, Danielson, those are four big ones, and I don't know where to put them. This one's fresh off of a WWE like contract ending, though, so it's like if it has a different feel than any of those. Totally. Not saying it's the biggest, but I don't know. That's a, a large debate one could have. Those are definitely the big four, though. And I, I think that this one has, and sure, the recency bias certainly plays a, a, a role here. But for me, his contract, the WWE contract was rumored to end on September 30th. And here he is on October 1st showing up in AEW in a big way. And I went on the turnbuckle taverns debate show months ago and when right when this was kind of starting to surface and i said i wanted nothing to do with edge being on AEW, and here i am eating the tavern crow and saying i am fully on board with this dude being there and with what he spoke about in the press conference afterwards and just the reasons why he was there this dude loves wrestling he loves storytelling more importantly and he's going to go out and work and bust his ass so i am all here for Edge. I'm very excited to see Adam Copeland in AEW. And Kaka, I'm eating the crow that I I put on my plate months ago. <laughs> but if you're gonna rank them, do you have to take into account like where AEW is status wise at that point? Like the Punk and then the Danielson uh, Adam Cole thing. I feel like they're at their apex, right? And this is not their apex right. here. But no offense to Edge. 
but you can argue that they needed him more than ever right now, which is why Fair. this could be number one because mm-hmm. you just you're coming out of the the crash and burn of CM Punk. You have this hot story with MJF and Adam Cole, and Adam Cole bl- explodes his ankle, and he's out for I would imagine a very long time. And here you are, where he can ascend, and and you just lost Jade Cargill, went to WWF, uh, WWE last week, and here we are, and you get to say, "Ha I got somebody even bigger," and Adam Copeland showing up on your screen. So I think this one, I, I, I stole I, a lifer too. They stole a lifer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and but he's a wrestling lifer, and I think that's really what it comes down to, and why my excitement level is so high is that he's a wrestling lifer. Yeah, read his read his post, and I think that changes a lot. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He wants to wrestle with some of these guys he's never worked with before before yeah. he mm-hmm. retires, which is yep. what we hoped we would have seen in WWE. And to me, I, that's a whole nother debate, but that didn't live up to the expectations you know the pop at the royal rumble was huge and then everything else fell flat if you ask me pop was the biggest moment yeah 100 um but to end on a more humorous note um did you know that when ted turner signed hulk hogan and macho man and vince was busting chops those guys were like in their early 40s edge our age yeah our age edge is like in his 50s now like it's just i don't know but I will say this uh, on that note, AEW better slow down with the old guys because I've had enough of Sting in a wrestling <laughs> ring, if you ask me. I don't know. I don't know. They're, I've had enough. They're doing it right. They, t- they treat the legends well and certainly let them, let them play ball. So uh, I'm in. Let's do it. Nick, take us home. All right, so be sure to tune in next week when we dive deeper into these stories and more from the week that was in wrestling uh, with an extra credit episode next week. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at Extra Cooler. While you're at it, don't forget to follow, subscribe, rate, review, tell all of your friends about the Extra Cooler show available wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers. Later. Don't hate the player. See ya. Jeff Jarrett's testicles for punching back!